hey everybody and i uh, hope you had a wonderful holiday and a wonderful three-day weekend and i hope you had a great week it's been a while since we've been on the air so i'm your host Brittany, and this is christian coffee time chats we are on itunes Ziri, Anchor, Google Podcast, and so many more. Uh, anyway, what we are is we do sermons, teachings, scripture breakdown, and we just keep it very cheerful and stuff. Although lately I've been a little bit sick, so it hasn't really been super, super cheerful. But I'm on my almost third cup of coffee, so should be pepping up pretty soon. <laughs> anyway... I just want to make a disclaimer that I am not a professional speaker, podcaster, or preacher for that matter. I'm just a child of God that just, you know, two days a week, right now, it's two days a week, Monday and Friday, that we go on air and we just share a good word or two. So we've been talking about the different forms of worship. And uh, last week, which was Thursday, we talked about God's word. How to worship through God's word. Tonight, a form of worship that we're going to talk about is listening. So I hope you got grab your Bibles and your notebooks and your pens and get ready. Did you know listening is a form of worship? Tonight we are going over how to worship our awesome God. Through listening. Get your Bible, your pens and notebooks if you haven't already. So when you are listening to your pastor, uh, you know, speak or preach, you are worshiping by listening to the messages God has used your pastor to get through or communicate to you. So if your pastor is doing things physically and and properly and actually uh, teaching the message that God is telling him to or leading him to to uh, teach you or communicate to you, then you're going to be listening the way you should. You're going to be gaining what you should. And you're going to be learning and you're going to be even more closer to God because you're worshiping. You're in a uh, sermon. So you're you want to be alert. You want to really listen so that you can hear God's voice. Listening to the gospel like for instance now for example um, you are doing a form of one of the most noble you know parts of adoration to it the most high it is a form of a mental exercise it exercises our, our humility and stretches our faith it um meditates us with joy or irritates us i'm sorry irritates us with joy inflames us with um Basically, it it flames us with um, 
the Holy Spirit pretty much and inspires us to want to know more about God and it lifts us up uh, to the, you know, it lifts us up to the heavens. So we're going to have a little bit of a lesson here tonight like we always do. Uh, who knows what Alexito, L-E-C-T-I-O, Dabina means. That in Latin for holy reading. So we're going to look at this, okay? It's L-E-C-T-I-O, Dabina. That's Latin, L-A-T-I-N for holy reading, okay? It allows us to complete a... scripture and it helps us in a meditated way it's to leave us or it's to lead us worshiping worshiping God collectively open to the leading of onto his holy spirit so you know, to so that his word can be heard. So basically, also known as listening to, uh, with, in, basically listening with the heart, ear, and the heart. Basically, it's pretty much what it means. So it's a very good form of practice of worship. And which I thought that was interesting to throw in there because you kind of got like a little bit of a a biblical history lesson, I guess. I'm sorry, guys. If I sound like I am broken and everything. It's because I have a crud and it's just been bad all week. So hopefully the worst is over with. <laughs> so how to practice this little form of practice well, one, you're going to sit in a circle. Why a circle? It helps us to remember that through God's word and spirit, all of us can be open to each other. It helps us to stay focused. It gets us involved. And it also helps us get aware, responding to God's Holy Spirit that is surrounding us. It begins with an invitation. Psalms 46.10 is the first verse. Psalms 46.10. Get your Bibles out and turn with me to Psalms 46.10. Psalms 46.10. I always try to back up what I find with scriptures. We don't want this one. Alright, so. NIV. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So basically, we're supposed to be still. We're supposed to be 
attentive. We're supposed to be alert and aware. We're supposed to be able to hear his voice. If we have a lot of distraction and we're constantly shifting our focus off somewhere else, how can we truly be focused on God? How can we truly listen? So that's what Psalms 46.10 is saying. Now, normally, generally, this practice of worship means for short messages. The benefits of being involved is that if you're being involved in a circle, you gain insight and you are deeply informed by Scripture. Psalms 23 and the next verse, so the first verse was Psalm 46.10. The next verse is Psalm 23. So basically, now we all know this is a very semi-long one. So, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He made that meet. To lie down in green pastures. He leaded me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So basically, you literally are gaining wisdom enough to know that you can be still and trust God and that you can um, know that He's not going to lead you astray. The second benefit is blessing. So as a church, church is the people so as the church in you because you are the church you will be stronger because you listen to god's word with expectation humility and joy and blessing will be he will basically the blessing will be that he will put you in peace once you meditate on the scripture. So you ever find your favorite scripture and you're meditating it and reflecting on it and then you um after a few minutes it's like a whole weight has been lifted off of your shoulder. That's pretty much what that means. <clears throat> so we want to be worshiping together. We want to be involved in God's word together. You know, as one. You know, is one better than the other? Worshiping God's word or, you know, worshiping with music. Is, is one better than the other? We kind of talked about that the other night. You know, we learned that we shouldn't put worship music as dominant role in worship, we learn that the dominant role in worship is God's word and, and focusing 
fully on scripture. That's the dominant form, the dominant role. And so we kind of talked about that a little bit, but we're going to kind of dive in a little bit more tonight. So uh, let's break it down to understanding this a little bit better. One, example in scriptures of basically singing praises will be First Chronicles 16.4 and Nehemiah. 1246. So, first chronicles 16:4 NIV. says he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord to install thank and pray the Lord the God of Israel so that's Chronicles 16 4 so it clearly says that we're supposed to pray the Lord so it clearly it it states throughout scripture that we're supposed to be praising the Lord Nahima Twelve forty six. NIV. So right now we're literally talking about worship. We're literally talking about worship through musicians and all of that. This is what we're coming into right now. Nahima twelve forty six. For long ago in the days of David and ASAP, there had been directors for the musicians and for the songs of praise and thanksgiving of God. So, you know, worship has been around since before Christ and since, you know, it's been around. It literally has been around. But again, it don't need to be the dominant role. So clearly it's okay to worship with music. But... Remember what I said last Thursday about how the musicians shouldn't do it for their own intentions, for their glory? They should always be doing it for God's glory. That's pretty much where it comes into. It shouldn't, you shouldn't be getting so lost in the music that you're worshiping the musician or you're a fan of the musician more than you are of God. You should be putting God at a dominant focus instead of that magician. To gather together, what's the purpose? To see God's glory in, in Christ. Second Corinthians 4, 6. Exactly. To see God's glory in Christ. Not to see magicians having the glory. Not to see drummers having, which does the same thing. But, you know, it, it's to come together with a main focus and reason for God to have the glory. And again, we're going to look that up at 2 Corinthians.
four sets. And I be virgin. I try to get my podcast episode up a little bit earlier per se, but it just depends on my husband and his schedule. Sometimes he goes in early, sometimes he goes in late. So if y'all don't catch it when I post it, you know, it's always going to be on. And this is episode 12 of season one, I believe. So check it. Corinthians 4 says, For God who said, Let light shine out of the darkness. I am so sorry. I told you guys I'm not feeling the best tonight. It is what it is. You know, if you get something out of it, great. If not, like I said, I'm no professional speaker. I am literally no professional speaker. And when I'm sick, it's a little bit harder to speak. Literally. Like, I've been sucking on cough drops the past few days. So, let's start that over again, shall we? Second Corinthians 4, 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness. Made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory display in the face of Christ. So, basically, we have to have our hearts in the good intention we have to have our mind in a good intention we have to do it for good intention we have to do it for god we have to do it for his glory because if we're not doing it for god's glory you know we're we're leading a whole full people there's to even more sin and more astray and that's not what we want we never want to go two steps back we want to go two or more steps forward so there's that one uh, it's also to build the other, you know, to build each other up. First Corinthians fourteen twelve. NIV. So again, 1 Corinthians 14, 12. So it is with you, since you are eager for gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that built up the church. Again, church is people. Church isn't a building. It's the people in the church. So it's to lift you guys up. It's to lift you guys up spiritually. And then, of course, good deeds, which is Hebrews 10, 24, 25. Not give it up, meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage him one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So basically, encouragement, building people up, doing good works, treating each other good, and doing stuff that's going to make you want to get out there and reflect God in you. So, three, 
congressional singing. You'll see that a lot in Ephesians 5 and Colossians 3. So, it basically says those two, they are, they're different, but they have the same, the same um, points. So, basically, they say, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, all creations to join and worship God in song for So the two really don't uh, specify that we all have to sing at the same time. We are allowed to take turns. So basically it also says number five adds it's basically viewed as entertainment in today's society and generation, which it really should be viewed as entertainment. It should be viewed as a more seriously seriously thing or serious thing because you know there'll come a time when God will seek out those true worshipers and there'll come a time when we're all judged. And he, he's gonna be fair. And he's going to judge us all. You know, we all had the same chance of getting into heaven or hell. All of us. And, you know, we would love to believe that we're going to heaven. I believe I'm going to heaven. I hope I'm going to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven. But, honestly, you won't really know until you get there. And that's the truth. So, and that really is a truth. Um, the sixth thing we're going to look at is our own sinful hearts like it when others notice us. You know, it, remember when you do stuff like that, when you are a part of the big worship team or whatever... Uh, you know, remember, it, it's not your glory at all. It's God's glory. You should be doing it for God, not to have other members of the church to worship you. Uh, you should be doing it for them to worship God. Um, you know? You should be doing it to worship God and not having motives for other reason why you're doing it because if you do it your way you're going to stray people um you know a lot of churches these days they care more if the person sounds really good to be good enough for their worship team Uh, honestly, it shouldn't be about how good the voice is. If you're a church that's doing things biblically, you're going to know that um, God doesn't care about how the person sings. God thinks every voice singing is wonderful. 
I mean, God couldn't care less if you're singing octune as long as you're praising and worshiping Him. But if you're going there judging people, because I literally had this. Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> but um, if you're judging people and you're going by the way they sing and stuff, then how is that going to help them grow as a Christian? If you're judging them based off the singing, you think God is going to judge people based off of their singing when they get to the Golden Gate? You're going to go to hell because you can't sing good. You're going to go to hell because you didn't worship me in tune. Really? Come on, people. That's not, that's not how God is going to judge. So why are you judging people who want to sing? Why are you judging people? And... You know, like I said, I've also had friends that this has happened to as well. And, you know, it's just, to me, it does not make any sense. You know what I mean? I'm about to have my coffee talk, so I'm going to sh- You, you guys will totally um, get used to that. But, uh, like, I'm literally on my third cup of coffee tonight. So, <laughs> anyway, Psalms 40, verse 5. Psalms 40, verse 5. I really hope that whole rambling makes it because I, y'all, like I said, tonight really wasn't as prepared as it should have been due to, to the fact that I've been dealing with this crud. I didn't even go to PT today because I was sick. Like, I, yeah, I literally had been, like, hacking and everything, and... <laughs> And I guess I caught so loud lately that it's been scaring the cat because every time he's asleep and I cough, he literally runs the other way. And it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mama will try to stop coughing. And I can't, so I have to get another cough drop. (laughs) Psalms 40, verse number 5. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare with you. Where I to, or were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. So the wonder that he has done, the thing that he has planned, no one can compare with you. So we go, we worship him by listening, and then by telling the good deeds, by telling the gospel, by sharing God's word. Whether it be through his word, scripture, or music. But as long as you're doing it for God's glory. Because if you're not doing it for God's glory, then it's pointless that you're even doing it. Just going to throw that out there. So here's the fact. If people are just listening, it doesn't mean they are not involved with it.
you know, people are allowed to just listen as a form of worship. With allowing and encouraging folks to listen, you give them an opportunity to listen to God's word in song and in sermon. As children of God, remember speaking, listening, singing, or playing. can be in form of worship to our glorious, amazing God. These forms of worship are all, you know, they're all pleasable to God. They're all good to God. They're all wonderful to God. But again, as long as you're doing it for His glory, because if you're not doing it for His glory, it's not going to be pleasing. It's not going to look good on you. And it's not going to make Him look good either. So you need to make sure that it's within his glory. Always, no matter what you're doing, it's got to be with his glory. It, it could be anybody. It could be even just a churchgoer. You have to remember to be his glory, not to be seen on Sunday, not to be going there on Sunday, or to act one way at church and then another at the church. That is not reflecting God. That's not doing things for his glory at all. So, so here are some ways to fit your listening in to fit, you know, that, that it means to fit your listening in. God knows you're busy. Life gets busy. We all get busy. And sometimes just literally forget to spend time with God. But here's how to fit it in. One, stop what you're doing and just listen. So you can journal you know, journal and get a scripture that you like and journal, meditate, pray and, you know, have it quiet and and just pray and meditate and focus on God in the scripture. If you listen more and realize that you actually need to listen more, it can change your prayer life and worship. Uh, you have to have a Prepare heart, stinking and humbling response to worship God. Ask Him to guide you. Ask Him to block all distractions and focus on His, you know, focus on Him only. Guess what, church, friends, family, strangers? He wants to guard your steps. He wants to give you the Holy Spirit space. To rebuild unnoticed sins. He wants you to surrender something to him. That he is hindering you from clinging to him. He wants to remind you of his never ending love. His never ending love. Mercies and his restoration wherever John twenty four twenty six
So we're going to look at several. Yeah. So very, very, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, produces many seed. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. While anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever served me must follow me and where I am. My servant also will be. My father will honor the one who served me. So that was John twelve twenty four twenty six. 26. And then we're going to look at John fourteen twenty six. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Second Chronicles 15, 2 is the last verse of the night. NIV. He went out to meet Asia and said to him, Listen to me, Asia, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you. When you are with him, if you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. We need to listen and ask God for us to be obedient we need to ask him to really have us to really listen to him to increase our abilities to hear so that we'll, we will never miss his voice so we are better prep to offer him what he deserves and desire from us as his children and dear worship, my friends, my family, always thank him for his love that impacts us and allows us to be in his presence. So I'm going to close with that thought, and I hope you guys have a wonderful night, and I will be back here Thursday.